Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur Show. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. If you want to find us, you can find us on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts. You can find us on Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneurs. You can DM us there and find a phone number there where you can text with questions for the food entrepreneurs. Or if you're a food entrepreneur yourself, you can reach out to us and we'll hook you up and see if you got what it takes to be on the show. So that being said, I have with us again, Christopher Lee and Bruce David of Simply Eggless out of Queens, New York. How are you guys doing today? Good, good. Thank you. Uh, they, they hesitated, guys, because this is like my seventh take or something that I'm doing the introduction. <laughs> no, so, no. so it's just one of those blooper reels type of days. So the um that they used to do back in the day that they don't do anymore at the end of shows and they'd rather have advertisements so the we left off you guys were sort of at utopia bagel you that was one of your big commercial clients bruce is coming in we talked a little bit about the childhood bond you guys had which i will refer to as growing up in the hood gave you guys you know values good like for your business there was a formation there I don't remember how I worded it in the episode. It sounded better than that. But there's good values you guys generated from growing up in the same neighborhood. And mm-hmm. and I think it's very important in a bond that you guys had that was non-monetary. So those are some mm-hmm. of the sticking points that we talked about. It's like there's formation before you went into business together, this trust before you went into business together, before money was there. And then there's now Bruce is in the company. You cross over Utopia Bagels is a big win. Let's talk about Simply Eggless, what it actually is, why the consumers, and we're seeing the growth with the commercial aspect as well, so both consumer and commercial, and the show's yours, guys. Like You guys can talk to each other. I'm just going to integrate questions as I have them, but I want you two to dialogue as well for this episode because I think the audience wants to hear. Like You guys have a lot to say. This There's endless possibilities, and you guys are constantly growing, so... It's all yours. Well, thank, thank you, you so much, Justin. Thank you. Go ahead, Bruce. Yeah, um, just go back with uh, what you're saying with Utopia as one of our local, you know, commercial accounts, um, which has been huge in this last year and a half. Um, it's been great. They, you know, they took a risk. Jesse there, he, you know, he already had a plant-based menu established, and once they reached out to us, when we reached out to them. And uh, let them know about St. Vegas and the product. And they tried it out on the grill and they thought it was great. And they implemented it onto the menu full time. And it's been great. We've been doing huge volumes with them uh, every month. And they're just, uh, you know, uh, a testament to what this product can do on an on a everyday local level with people. You know, you want to get a breakfast sandwich, you want to get a bacon, egg and cheese, but you want it plant based. You have that option there. And with us now into this new year, we're looking to expand that more, you know, on the food service as well as retail, but just get it into these different shops all throughout New York. You know, uh, I told Chris, uh, you know, New York is, we're local New Yorkers and this is our backyard. And, you know, New York has a, a rich food culture and also it's a progressive city when it comes to, you know, alternative healthier options and having those, uh, available. So, there's a lot of work to be done, but I feel like it's a, it's a, it's a great challenge. It's a good fight that we're fighting right now. And, you know, I'll let Chris give a little bit background on like 
simply eggless, like how we came up with the products and stuff like that, as far as like the ingredients and what we what it entails. Well, I mean, basically, what happens is like you're you're homies from the hood, and you become homies for good, right? Like this is spreading good. What you guys are doing is like you're spreading good and positivity in in and in a world that needs more eggs, like. And we're not, we don't have enough chickens and we're not growing enough eggs. Like this is a very big deal. So like, I love this part of the story because it's sort of a pivot where you guys come back together and like the same things, the the goodness, the hustle that you guys were as kids or you learned from your parents growing up together or in your situations, it led you to right here, which is to use your superpowers that you gained since then or during then also for now mm-hmm. so like yeah. let's go let's take this ride for sure and it's been um thank you justin thank you bruce for the you know the introduction here simply eggless uh, just to explain to the, the listeners out there simply eggless is a plant-based liquid vegan egg our core product is a vegan liquid vegan egg it's egg free it's cholesterol free it's cruelty free what i mean by that is we did not test any of our ingredients on animals uh, unlike some of the competition. So we're purely vegan in that sense. Um, plant-based, vegan, non-GMO, uh, gluten-free. Soy-free. Uh, soy-free, low sodium, and it actually contains prebiotics, which is great for your gut uh, gut health. And just to kind of reframe that, uh, Simply Eggus is a plant-based egg. So people asking yourself, how can you, that doesn't make sense. Our, our ingredients are made from lupini beans. Um, that's a, the base of our formula. And that, that in itself is, uh, is magical. The lupini beans, uh, because of the, the profile of the bean itself, it actually allows us, uh, the product, to, to both bind and leaven in baking applications. So what does that mean in, in simple terms? You can use it to replace eggs in your everyday baking, such as, Cookies with simply eggless, muffins with simply eggless, um, banana bread with simply eggless. Anything that normally calls for eggs, our product can match on a baking application. There really is no need to have chicken derivatives or animal derivatives in your cookies any longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, our product itself has the properties that allows it to, in my opinion, taste even better, cleaner, and no cholesterol um, in your baked goods. So that is revolutionary in itself and i could say this with full confidence we are the only liquid vegan egg product that can both bake fry and scramble just like a real egg and so with that we are the fully the the best most functional plant-based egg on the market and we don't we're not so concerned with other powders on the on the market those are just not as appealing not as functional uh ours again poured out of the bottle cook it in a pan, add it to your brownies. It does it all. And uh, that is basically a great product description. And from there, we took that to market right before, like I mentioned, right after post-pandemic. And um, just so happens, timing is everything. Uh, what happened during the COVID pandemic actually turned in our favor where the everyday consumer, such as yourself out there going to market, you're looking for something healthier. You're looking for an alternative to what's out there. You're looking to eat cleaner to help your overall immune system. You're looking for something that's not affected by the supply chain issues 
and our product was right there on the shelf. Mm-hmm. So truth be told, we converted that, we rolled the momentum. Our product has gained some great traction in the retail space. Uh, we started off with the great brand uh, chain in, in Wegmans over in um, East New York. Over 100 locations started there at our retail launch. Uh, gained some great traction out west. Our biggest retail name to date, you can find our products at Trader Joe's in the dairy, uh, the dairy aisle under our own brand. And why, why I want to really um, emphasize that is Trader Joe's, if you, if you go and shop in there, you notice that all of their products are private labels. I believe over 98% of their products are private labels. With us, Simply Eggers, they were actually agreed to have us promote our own brand um, because of the fact that this is a new product for them. They wanted some name brand recognition for the consumer to try out something that's been out there in the market already. And this is a great uh, partnership for us. We're available nationally across all 500-plus Trader Joe's locations at the lowest price at $4.99, and it's been it's been unbelievable partnership since uh, June of last year to now. Um, so that's kind of an overview about where you can find our products. You can also find it in a number of different retailers. We're launching some great retail outlets um, in this next year. I can't disclose them yet because they're, they're in the works, uh, but they've been accepted in category reviews, and we're getting the attention all across the board. Um, and like I mentioned, timing is, is of the essence with the current state of how things are now, especially this past week and into the holiday season of last year, uh, egg prices are astronomical at the current moment. Isn't that right, Bruce? Mm. Yeah, they're almost uh, between... I was in the supermarket in my house uh, yesterday, and I saw I went to just check out the egg prices, and between 8 to $10 for, for a dozen of eggs. Um, so that's... that's super expensive for eggs right now and everybody's being affected one way or another. Um, yeah. I'm actually seeing right now, I'm reading off statistics from uh, CBS News. Egg prices in, in December rose 60% from the year beforehand. Um, and again, it's, it's supply chain issues and that's mainly just to give a little background behind that. Why why the egg industry is so much of a surge? And uh, for those that aren't aware, there is something, a pandemic going on right now within the animal kingdom called the, the avian flu. And unfortunately, it's affecting millions of, uh, of flocks of, of chickens. And uh, unfortunately, when one, per, one chicken within that flock is affected with the avian flu, unfortunately, they go and terminate all of that flock. And it's affected all of dairy industries, all the all, all of the egg producers across the world. And uh, as a result, um, supply is rare and uh, demand is higher and prices are going up. Uh, so this is why people are seeing eggs for anywhere from 6 to $8 a dozen. And uh, this is leading a great spotlight into uh, our product. Um, like I mentioned, simply I guess, at its core, is a liquid vegan egg. But not only that, we have many, many other products that we're excited to announce and talk about as well. Uh, Bruce, you want to dive into the plant-based egg patties? Sure, sure. But I just wanted to touch on something real quick also, um, as far as with the avian flu and, and the prices. 
and just how our product, Simply Eggless, you know, we're environmentally friendly and, you know, uh, helping with sustainability um, for the planet by, you know, going and using the lupini bean versus an actual animal um, for human consumption. So, you know, I think somewhere around maybe 57 million uh, birds, chickens were, have been euthanized in these past months. And uh, that's those are crazy numbers, you know, those are very crazy numbers. And, you know, as humans, we like to just consume, consume, consume. And we have to find alternatives to, you know, see it that we're here a hundred, 200 years from now that, you know, the people after us are, are in a good place and have some options. And in the way that we're going with, you know, killing animals, animal products and things like that, we're not going to sustain like that. So simply eggless, we're nece- necessary, not only on, on a health, you know, on a health spectrum, but also environmentally. Just want to just put that in there as well. Um, the timing of everything. Yeah, totally, Bruce. You, you you hit the nail on the on the head. Um, totally forgot some of our core principles from Simply Eggless are sustainability. Uh, in actuality, our product uses ninety five percent less water, ninety percent less carbon footprint, and ninety uh, percent less pollution than it does to produce one chicken egg. Uh, so, like Bruce mentioned, this is avian flu is the deadliest outbreak in U.S. history, according to the news, and there's a big misconception uh, within plant-based and, and alternatives. Big misconception is that, oh, uh, chickens are laying eggs. Therefore, no one's really harmed in the process. Uh, they live a healthy lifestyle, and and uh, chickens actually are, are happy doing this. If you really dive deep into this this industry and, and what it's been doing to produce the mass amount of eggs that feed our current consumers, it's, it's, it's pretty sad. And like Bruce mentioned, we're trying to, we have the solution to the problem out there. Our product mm. is fully sustainable. We're able to, it's less, it's no cholesterol. It is healthier for you. And we're not relying on an animal to produce this. Uh, you're getting clean plant protein um, in the product and we see a future where Simply Eggless is essentially available, if not more than regular eggs, mm-hmm. everywhere that you see eggs right now. So that's kind of where we're coming from, and the timing yeah. is going to be more perfect. Yeah, totally. Uh, a household name, um, and, you know, like I've said to Chris before, like, you know, I see in 20, 30 years where kids are going to think we're crazy for eating animal eggs and will these alternative proteins such as simply eggless will be the norm, you know, uh, for consumers and with things to, to kind of just uh, segue into like some of the product that we, you know, been launching the patties, for example, you know, after we launched the, uh, simply eggless liquid in our 16 ounce bottles, we've launched, uh, our breakfast patties retails for account and we also have food service but the patties you know they're super they're, 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 it's super exciting to me with the patties because when i got on board one of the first things i thought of i said i'm, I'm going to change the fast food industry you know uh they're going to have to get on board with what we're doing because people want to have that option when they go out to eat you know and uh aside from fast food on the retail side you know 
it's a simple, super easy. It maybe takes no more than three minutes, three to five minutes to, you know, fry up our, our, our breakfast patty from frozen, you know, put it in a skillet, you can fry it up, have it on a bagel, you know, uh, as a lot of people are doing, uh, at, uh, Utopia, and we, we did the Bagel Fest. We had a lot of people try out our patties there, and you can go on. You can go on our website uh, at Try Simply Eggless, and we have some reels from like the Bagel Fest and other things that we've done this past year, where you have people that aren't vegan. You know, they eat eggs, eat an animal-based uh, diet, and they're trying Simply Eggless breakfast patties, and they're like. This isn't an egg. This tastes just like an egg. You know, they couldn't tell the difference. So we've really done our due diligence behind the scenes to make sure we match the profile for people's taste buds, but also in a healthy, healthy way, you know, uh, for the environment and, and for the world. Yeah, so with, it's, 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 go ahead. I'm sorry, Chris. No, Chris, uh, Chris, I just wanted to, that's from our Instagram account at try simply eggless. Um, mm-hmm. definitely think it's worthwhile for anybody listening to, to watch those reels, it's, it's, it's very comedic and entertaining because nothing, nothing, no one gives it more straight up than a, than a New Yorker about how they feel and what it's mm-hmm. about and, and, and what it tastes like. They'll give it straight to you guys. And again, we, because of the connections through Utopia Bagels, we were introduced to this great bagel fest where we were able to, two-day events out in Brooklyn, New York, where we were able to sample our products uh, to everyday consumers. And uh, the reactions are hilarious. Uh, they're great. They're supportive. And uh, most people cannot tell the difference. And, and people were happy that we were there. And it's, it's really worth, worthwhile to watch. There's a three-part series on our Instagram account. And we were the only uh, egg product there, it, you know, plant-based egg and uh, animal eggs. It, we were surrounded by bagels and spreads. And uh, I think we held our own... And we, we held up pretty well. And a lot of people were just intrigued and interested in it. So just the timing of everything, you know, to go back to uh, the bird flu and egg prices. And this was, a, you know, a few months back before egg prices even soared. But you saw the interest in a lot of people to just try the product and try an alternative. And um, it, it's great to see that the people are being more open-minded to uh, healthy options out here. Totally. Yeah, what and are some of the... Wanna- cool usage you're seeing for your egg like right now what are some of the cool usage like i just want to i mean maybe they're just normal usage like if they were a regular egg but what are some of the things that you're you're just like oh my gosh they're already using it in this have you seen some of that with some of the clients and the commercial usage yes totally totally. definitely thank you justin Uh, for me uh one of the more recent and and you know proud moments is because i've done it myself i have yet to release this reel but uh, Simply Eggless works great to produce a gluten-free pasta or just regular pasta. It's it's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually have a, a client who's doing so on, on a commercial scale using our product. I tried it at home myself, and the pasta was fantastic. It created a great balance. It, it tasted just like real pasta without the cholesterol, without it, it being fully vegan and gluten-free. And I was very pleased with that one. Definitely. I'll say um, one that stuck out to me, uh, online influencer, uh, Tabitha Brown, who's, who's doing great things out here in the plant-based world. She just uh, actually launched some uh, plant-based uh, products into Target. Um, she made a quiche 
with uh, a, a few months back with our product and, and posted a video. And I thought that was super cool. And it, 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 it tasted, it looked delicious. I love to taste it. Um, but, you know, if you get a complex of that, somebody, you know, making a quiche with the plant-based uh, alternative like ours, and it looked like she enjoyed it. And in another video, she, she made a, uh, like a egg hash uh, with her, for her parents, her father, and they loved it. They completely enjoyed it. So just seeing that and then also, like, Chris, you've tested out with baking on the baking side. I so many cool yeah. things that, you know, you can do with the baking. Yeah, I've, I've seen uh, all ranges, chocolate chip cookies, um, banana bread, uh, muffins. Uh, I've even seen some people attempt, attempt flan, which is very delicate, and I've seen some successful cases. Um, there's been great applications on, on honestly everything that an egg can do in a recipe outside of outside of a sunny side egg because our product is is more or less like a full-on scramble outside of a sunny yeah. side egg we can replicate um, and it's it's pretty amazing to really sit here and speak and say that if you have a plant-based option such as simply eggless that's better for you more nutritious doesn't harm animals. Um, this is kind of like the best alternative to what's currently out there, especially in the same environment. It's cheaper, really, also cheaper. <laughs> yep. There really is not much of a reason to stick with eggs or not try something different, uh, especially during these times. And uh, again, Simply Eggs is, is, is a functional product. So we're, we're happy with seeing the applications out there. We're getting, um, what do you call that, product people making products and dishes all across the world. Uh, we're not only in the U.S. We actually have soft launches across eight different countries. Mm. Uh, we really are just trying to leak it out there to make sure people are aware of, of this product. And, and the demand the demand is really what's keeping us alive. Um, we're getting inquiries every single day from international uh, to mom and pop shops. Like, how do I get your product? How do I get your product? So mm. we know the timing is right. And we couldn't be happier to, like, again have this product on shelves right now well and christopher you're a wall street guy so let's talk about why you're continuing this investment why continue to push what is the data out there i mean you mentioned a few but what's the data out there telling you that you're also seeing and reading and and you guys and maybe it's even orders i don't know but talk to me about that because you have an analytical mind thank you very much uh yeah there's actually there's plenty of studies on um on the trends within uh, plant-based eggs. And uh, take, take a few steps back, a couple of years back, before, before the rise of plant-based milks, uh, you can see that like, names such as Oatly uh, nowadays are top of the line, huge industry now, but beforehand, no one really saw it coming. Um, now they're like a $15 billion industry, uh, plant-based milks. The analysts are seeing the same exact trends in plant-based eggs. They're predicting by 2024, I believe the plant-based egg industry is going to the upwards of $20 billion. $20 billion. Mm-hmm. Um, and that might have accelerated due to the conditions in the market now. Uh, but, you know, knowing these facts and seeing the trends from afar when I was literally helping, you know, my partner design this product and, and formulate, that's what kept me driving. Uh, it kept, kept me up. Get me going. Um, 
me and Bruce collaborating like late nights, just talking about ideas. This we saw this from afar, and little by little, we started noticing the the, the stories themselves change. Uh, for those that aren't fully paying attention, there's there's plant-based sections across every major retailer now. Mm. They have to double up on the the freezer spots, separate plant-based with regular, and it's only going to grow further and further. And so the stuff like that is. And just seeing the retailers and the buyers um, continuing to to accept our products, and um, that is what keeps me going, Justin. Uh, knowing that the demand is there, knowing that there's a huge rise in, in egg allergies amongst the generations. Mm. Egg allergies were, were, were almost non-existent uh, for my parents. Uh, nowadays, um, my current family have nieces and nephews that are allergic to eggs. I have friends reaching out to me saying, hey, Chris, your product is great. My my niece, uh, my, my daughter is allergic to eggs. This is a great substitute. Mm-hmm. It's sentimental to me, and but also it's a reality. It, there's a rise in egg allergies, and we have a cleaner, more nutritious, better for you product than what's out there. And so for that, it's an easy switch, and that keeps me going. I, I wanted to make that impact from afar. When I talked to Bruce, we we talked about that, like beyond the money. It's not even about money. It's for me. It's about the impact, mm-hmm. about making making you know waking up and doing something that you're going to feel proud of, and you know the results are kind of showing themselves right now. Well, and Wegmans is a big deal, right? Yeah. So how have you handled that? How have you scaled your business? Because <clears throat> you're going from basically slinging a little bit of eggless protein here and there, eggless plant protein or plant-based protein, I guess, technically. How do you scale this business? How are you figuring this out? Because it's a lot, right? You're growing quickly. There's a huge demand for this once you figured out how to get the mar- uh, the product out on the market. Yeah, no, a great question. Great question, Justin. Um, in the beginning, we were super excited. Uh, all the many retailers are taking us on. Uh, you know, as a startup phase, it's, 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 it's very challenging to try to balance the demand as well as, uh, you know, the cash flow and things of that nature. But to answer your question, in order to scale up, we, we had, we had to, we had to prove it beyond the concept. And so by going to market, we wanted to show everybody, investors, uh, people in general, retailers, buyers, that this is not a concept. It's actually this stats behind it. Uh, there's actually volume behind it. And so we went into the retail space over the last two years. And um, more importantly, where we, where we plan to go in 2023, uh, me and Bruce can further dive into, is we're also going to penetrate the food service industry and provide commercialization of larger size volume with our products. And that's where we see tremendous opportunity. Um, just just this past week, uh, New York City uh Bruce, you want to explain that part about the New York City Hospitals? Oh, yeah. the uh, Thank you, Chris. Um, the New York City Hospitals, they just uh, announced, well, the city announced that they're going to have 11 hospitals with a plant-based menu available for their patients. And um, this is something early on that, you know, we saw the potential of, you know, hospitals, the schools, uh, even, you know, the institutions, the prisons, things of that nature to where, you know, you get into the retailers 
that's the beautiful thing. And there's a lot of marketing and stuff that goes along with that. But when we're talking about turning the tide, making big effects uh, on a, on a larger scale, food service is very necessary. And to have that option for people on, on a large scale within the schools, hospitals, you know, like we were speaking uh, earlier on the meatless Mondays and things like that to have, you know, simply eggless as a ingredient or a part of the menu for the schools or all these hospitals, this is something huge that people, they might not know that they want it right now, but I see as we grow more and more, they'll understand. And just the conditions of where the world is at today that like, you know what, we need this option here. And maybe my grandmother, she has high cholesterol, but she loves eggs. She should be able to have an egg sandwich or egg wrap uh, while in the hospital, but it's plant-based, completely plant-based. And that's really where our focus is like heading, you know, to uh, really make an impact out here in the world. Uh, food service is a must. Yeah. So it's exciting just to get read these different articles and, and you know, see that people are in, agree- in agreement with this, you know, on a, on a big scale. I'm sorry, yeah. Chris. No, no worries. Because I wanted to dive into the, the school aspect of, in New York here, uh, the New York Mayor, Mayor Adams announced earlier this year, Meet This Mondays, um, in addition to Plant-Based Fridays, I believe. So mm-hmm. the school systems are already uh, invoking this change. It's just a matter of connecting the dots and getting getting past this red tape to get to have our product in there. But that's our goal. We see um, in order to scale, we know we have to reach more of the, the masses. And we know that demand is there. Day-by-day articles, big industries. Uh, just the other day, I think a big prominent um, airline industry is going to by the next year or two is going to convert 75% of their of their meals to all plant-based. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's just a, the military is offering plant-based options now. It's it's unheard of two years back, but we know we're in the trends, and we know that in order to capture that market. Uh, I have to give credit to the rest of my our team here. They formulated a commercial size uh, batches of our Simply Eggless products, mm. and that's something that we can hang our hat on because we have some certain technology that others just don't. And uh, we're ready to go into this industry with commercial commercial ah, pardon me, commercial size uh, packaging of Simply Eggless products, and that's what's really going to separate us from. Uh, from the competition, we see this application and doing really well. It's just a matter of time. And to speak further about uh, some of the other things we have in mind, uh, I know we just mentioned the plant-based patties. Uh, we actually just launched a great collaboration with a well-known, um, a well-known plant-based meat company. We launched in the retail side. Uh, Simply Eggless plant-based sausage, egg, and cheese bites. And uh, it's in collaboration with Beyond Meat. Beyond Meat is a huge uh, plant-based meat alternative that I'm sure a lot of you have heard of. And we've actually, yeah, great, uh, created a great partnership with them. And they're providing us the Beyond Meat uh, plant-based uh, sausage crumbles that we're using in our product. Uh, these egg bites are great for quick meals. I can heat it up in minutes. Uh, they're very savory. It tastes great. It's uh, super convenient for uh, people on for meals on the go, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where we see the future: convenience, 
better for you alternatives. Um, and now last but not least, I, I do want to maybe announce here something that's really what me and Bruce feel is going to be a game changer in this industry. Um, Drum roll. <laughs> so actually, yeah. <laughs> Launching later in retail uh, in February of 2023, we have, I actually just received the, the finalized samples in, in my freezer of uh, the final packaging. We have created uh, our latest line extension, which is a 100% plant-based breakfast sandwich made with Simply Eggless, uh, Eggless Patty, Beyond Meat uh, Sausage Patty, Good Planet Cheddar Cheese, and a vegan English Muffin. Your traditional sausage, egg, and cheese can now be 100% plant-based, and Simply Eggless is bringing that to the retailers. Um, and we're super excited. It has 17 grams of plant protein, and what's amazing is that the technology allows us to, to heat this product up in its own wrapper in under two minutes. So picture this. Grab yourself a Simply Eggless plant-based breakfast sandwich, throw it in the microwave under two minutes in its own wrapper, open it up, take the wrapper, eat it on the go, enjoy it right there, you're done. This is the future of food, and we've seen, we saw that vision. You need to get we into the Eggless pop- Bites. Also, oh, for sure, and I think you maybe yeah. mentioned it a little bit um, before, but go on. I like these sandwiches because I do agree. Like, there's that's a big market. The Jimmy Dean sandwich market is a big market. Or um, mm-hmm. there's another sandwich company that does a really good job, but they're more regional. But any either way, that I mean, they have a cornerstone. Even just from there's no competition to them, even on the meat side. Right. Yeah. And you bring up a good point, uh, Bruce. You want to talk about Jimmy Dean and, and, and certain companies that are lacking full-on vegan options, even though they claim it's plant-based. Yeah, sure. Uh, thank you. Um, it's funny yeah, you mentioned Jimmy Dean's because we, we've been trying to get in touch with them. Um, they had a plant-based sandwich, breakfast sandwich. Well, partially plant-based. They had the plant-based patty. Um, they promoted. They had an actual egg with a plant-based patty. I think like it was like on a biscuit biscuit or McMuffin and um I'm looking at and I'm reading the comments of people online and people saying this is great but you know it's an egg you still have animal products in here so Jimmy Dean they they get they get it and they, I see they're heading into that direction of having those options there um anybody that's listening in that has any connections with Jimmy Dean please reach out to Justin he can get in touch with us <laughs> but yeah we, we would love to uh implement our egg patty with what they already have going on, you know, with Jimmy Dean and make a complete total breakfast, plant-based breakfast sandwich, you know, for the consumers. Um, and you see a lot of it out there. People, they have one part, they have one ingredient, but they're missing the other one. And it's exciting to say that we've, you know, we've created a complete plant-based breakfast sandwich uh, for people. And it's very tasty. Uh, I might say we've, we've done a lot of test runs, uh, within the team and it's great. And for people out there, you know, that are vegan, vegetarian, flexitarian, you're just trying to have a healthier uh, breakfast sandwich. You won't feel left out. It comes in a cool wrapper. Like you say, eat it quick and and you're done. And it's, you know, it's, uh, it it is definitely be affordable when it rolls out. You know, it definitely is. It's, uh, 
something that the consumer can afford and it won't break their pockets, you know. Yeah, we're, we're super excited to, to roll that out potentially on a commercial scale. We know colleges are already demanding these types of products mm-hmm. um, and we want to be there to deliver. So, you know, seeing these visions and, and, and understanding the industry, Justin, um, seeing these other companies come out with products that are, that are missing the ultimate egg part, again, that continues to drive us, it continues to, to motivate us to, to get in front of the right people, get it in front of the right accounts to, to connect those dots and be the, the, the plant-based egg alternative for all of this, this, this crazy movement that you're seeing in front of us here. So mm-hmm. um, knowing that, again, speaking of competition, there really is only one other player out there in the plant-based liquid egg market in the name of Just Egg. They have a certain other things going for them. I just want to talk about the differences in, in comparison to Just Egg because of a lot of things online. I just want to be full facts on what the difference is between Simply Eggless and Just Egg. Uh, Simply Eggless, you can bake with. We have the binding and leavening properties that I talked about. Uh, Just Egg never claims baking on their website. Um, I don't believe they have those capacities due to their formula. So we have that in our functionality that separates us. Side by side, we offer 32% more per container. Uh, we offer 16 ounces. They offer 12. Our, our, because of that, our price is a little cheaper per ounce. Um, our product does not contain any soy. I believe Just Egg does, does contain soy, which is a, a rising allergen and has a you know, sometimes some negative connotations attached to it. And um, last but not least, uh, a big difference maker, especially in the plant-based industry, certain products within Just Egg are, if you turn around and look really closely at the fine print in the back of their label, many products within Just Egg is actually produced and manufactured in facilities that also manufacture real eggs. Animal products, and, and, uh, you know, if you take a step back and think about that, I'm buying a plant-based egg product that is made in the egg facility. Uh, again, it's a big no-no when it comes to people with allergens, uh, people that want to be fully plant-based. There's a big a big chance of cross-contamination there. Good thing about Simply Eggs is all of our products are produced in um, egg-free facilities, so you never have that uh, you know, you, you, you lower that risk of any cross-contamination. It's a cleaner, cleaner product in that sense. And, yeah, our product does not have as much sodium. And, yeah, we literally, we literally so that's our other competitor. And you we're guys glad, should, we're happy. You should reach out to Christy uh, Basu, who was on the podcast. She's from Miami. She has uh, guilt, uh, Eat Me Guilt-Free. And she does like gluten free. She probably has a use for an eggless as well. And you can just all connect you guys also. But just for the point of the podcast, I think what you guys are doing is, is I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I think there's just so many endless possibilities. And I think one of the things is it's, it's to better balance our food system, okay? And so, mm-hmm. you know, for me, it's about balancing animals and plants in a diversified way, okay? And one of the problems with just calling everything plant-based protein is we we just we 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 put it in the category of soy wheat and flour or soy wheat and um, corn in the United States exactly. and and so like 
this is why one of the things that I'm like I favor in your product it uses a diverse source okay it it puts together diverse diverse items to go in there's another product out there called chi foods and they're doing something similar they're using alternate products uh, from around the globe and like sustainably grown, which I call regeneratively grown because we're trying to regenerate the world. Sustaining it as is is no longer good enough. We fucked that up. So now we got to regenerate yeah. this thing. And so for me, it's about balance. And, and the balance is in the diversity of both plants and animals. So as we obviously have to jockey back animals right now, we, we haven't diversified our animal consumption. So that's one of the issues if we diversified the animals a little bit and diversified the plants we'd be a little better off because that's how nature works in unison but the problem is is we threw it off balance so now in order to fix this off balance to let the animals catch up or the avian flu ever go away like we have to overcompensate by going to plant-based products okay mm-hmm but that being said, we also have to make sure they're diverse so we don't become livestock ourselves, okay? We can't just be eating the same things, corn, wheat, fl- uh, soybeans, every day for every meal and call it plant-based protein and then create it because that's dangerous as well. I just want everyone to understand that humans, vitamins, nutrition, it's important that there's diversity in sources, not just a vitamin or a shop. So that's why I also like about your product is okay, maybe Beyond Meat uses this protein source and whoever's using the bread is using that protein source, wheat, you know, maybe it is soy, and then you're using beans, right? So, you know, there's that as well. So those are the things that I'm talking about. So even in the sandwich, while it's all plant-based sandwich, there's different sources of those plant-based items within that sandwich that gives the diversity that we're talking about because we need diversity, biodiversity in order to keep things going humans we try to control it and universalize it but that's great we just got to universalize that there has to be diversity within it and so talk to me about yeah talk to me about um and i just wanted to anchor that for everyone because it is important and it is important that we go that direction is it probably possible that we may not eat animals in the future. I think so, but I'm just not. I'm not sure yet because I'm just not sure how we're going to handle all of it and and how to make sure the animals still live. Because if we don't eat them, what purpose do we have for them? And so that's just like something I'm going to just put on the side burner. We're no longer responsible for taking care of them because they're no longer our food. Do we actually take care of them? And his history and and the world would tell me that we don't and they go extinct and so i'm just saying that i agree with what everyone's saying we just have to look at it as okay we don't eat them but how do we make sure they still exist in the world like like by the numbers not by like 10 of them that like two thousand years from now our great 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 grandkids are like how the fuck are we going to save this species because we don't want to do that either so I agree right. 100% with what you guys are saying. I just want to make sure we anchor it on the other side, like with this great responsibility that we're saying to move in this direction, that we still have to take care of the animals just like Noah's Ark or whatever your belief system is. Okay? Like we can't just be like, oh, they're fine. We're eating plants. Like, no, you're eating plants <laughs> consciously. We still need to consciously go save the animals and the planet. You know, it's just like it's right. not over by just making that slight decision. While it's a better decision to diversify, it's not, it just doesn't end there. And so one of the things that I'm, we're talking about here is we're starting to go further. We're going 
outside of that, you're you're partnering with people. You're starting to go into places, and you're having commercialization, which I think gives you guys huge power and influence to do what we're talking about here, which is diversify offerings, um, offer another protein, plant protein source into what's normally soy based, and and I think. It doesn't have the estrogen problems. It doesn't have, which everyone says they wipe out, but there are estrogen things that you have to worry about. And protein, meat protein does provide testosterone in some ways and help produce some of that stuff. And so when you're not having the estrogen problem, you're not necessarily getting a negative impact either from the vegetable protein. So I I like what you guys are doing and I like that you're using the things that you're using to build the product. And and for me, it's always a question because I balance it out. Like I'm a very balanced in everything. And even with the chicken thing going on, like I'm just like, holy crap, what's going to happen to the chicken world industry? It's very possible that just because of the numbers and the way it's going, that there could be no chickens in 10 years that are at, that we eat, you know, right. um, because of what's going on. And, you know, we just we have to be careful. And we have to think about how we're handling all of this and what are ba- what are our backups. You know, what is beyond the chicken, for lack of a better mm-hmm. term. You know, so. Um, yeah, hundred percent. And. Uh, and I think that um, if we really think about it, evolutionary wise, the chicken was created before the egg. The egg had to come from somewhere. Like this, we know. Like everyone's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? No, it's the chicken. And it's not even a question. And so what we're doing is <clears throat> we're just getting rid of the mediary per thing, which is the chicken right now, which is under stress. And in order to, and I agree with you, in this case, what we're doing is we're still supplying the world with the protein. They're still getting their egg. While they can still go get eggs, they're more expensive because they're becoming more and more of a luxury item. Right. Which just happens with human growth. Look at lobsters. Okay, like there was once so many, we fed them to prisoners. And so like, it's just what naturally happens. And there's nothing stopping our population from growing. And I'm not saying there's anything bad about our population growing. It's just, we're going to have to grow outside the planet eventually, or really tall within the planet. And that eats up space, right? We're eating up space, it may even eat up plant space. So it's like, what can we grow? How do we grow it? One of the things about plants, though, that I like is it can grow vertically. We can go into aeroponics and aquaponics and recycling, and we can still grow fish, for example, indoors along with plants and beans that you're talking about that go into your product. So if we're really thinking long term, it's like, are we actually stacking up items scientifically and in the food world that will stack up in the future? Like Because we're going to have to go up and our farming is going to have to go vertical, even if it's just plants. You know, and so, and at some point we'll probably have animals integrated in there because we'll want natural fertilizer and how that works. I don't know, but it'll integrate into our stacking upward because I don't know where else we're going to go because we're expanding at such a rapid rate, which is why you guys are doing well, which is why I can tell you like when we used to do all organic eggs, um, free range eggs in California for all of Kaiser Permanente for 20 years. Like built that and then COVID happened and then the avian flu and then like next thing you know, <clears throat> we're lucky to just get a normal egg, you know, and wow. how many thousands of meals were we serving at the time of day? Like tens of thousands. Right. 
you know so like beyond that and it's just like the world will snap its finger and sometimes it's not even a natural thing or a disease it's just the government or two countries don't trade anymore it's it you don't get it period right so i really threw a lot out there i'm sorry guys um no 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 no. it's great to take a step back and and see how you know uh, one company and and us being involved we're really just trying to provide a solution to what we see as a problem out there yeah and there's so many different dynamics but but timing is everything evolution is going to happen one way or another we just happen to create a product that that could resolve a lot of people's issues right now yeah and it's 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 going to solve them in the long run yeah it's surreal to talk about it from now knowing that you know myself and bruce uh many years of friendship and history but you know been grinding at this thing for uh this product at least three years and then my journey into food has been at least five to seven years so it's it's really uh we knew we, we knew we were onto something when we started getting reactions and and you know literally just watching this product cook up like a real egg and cooking it up and adding my own spices to it and you know really telling myself i could eat this every day and i, I truly can mm-hmm. and uh in regards to you know comparisons you know real egg obviously when i eat simply eggless i don't feel heavy i don't feel tired um in new york city for those that know that don't know one of the staple foods that we mentioned bacon egg and cheese sausage egg and cheese um egg and cheese on a on a bagel on a roll those are staple foods that are found that are served like I know, and the why New Yorkers put ketchup on it? I don't know. It's great without the ketchup, but everyone's like put salt, pepper, and ketchup on them too. Like that's a whole other thing. Like New Yorkers do do that. It's like this crazy thing. I'm like, wait, ketchup on your breakfast sandwich? What's going on here? You know, but okay, exactly. Yeah, but I agree with you. It is everywhere. It's a handheld food people carry. Yeah, totally. We see this opportunity here, and again, to kind of talk about my vision and our vision anywhere that you see regular eggs now being served uh, to the masses and bacon egg and cheeses i want there to be a simply this version alternative in every bodega across new york mm-hmm. city in, in every uh, commercial office um in hotels in mm-hmm. airlines in the military like this this really is the next phase of of, of food and eating and Again, glad to be a part of it and glad to share the journey with which folks and my partners. Uh, we've come a long way and, and we have a lot more in front of us, but it's really uh, it's really awesome to see and, and, and to know that we're we are really trying to solve an issue out there. And big misconception about plant based from before I even jumped into the industry is that everything is made of grass. Like you said, everything is made of <laughs> soy. Uh, I've learned so much changing industries and diving into that and understanding that the beauty of plant-based, uh, the beauty of having alternatives and having that balance is really what is what's missing in the, in, in the U S uh, diet right now. And, uh, it all starts with what you take in. If you take in bad food, processed food, you're going to get really bad, uh, in my opinion, bad results, uh, brain fog, uh, bad nutrition, out of shape, overweight, that's the causes of, that leads up to diseases, unfortunately. And so with that said, you know, we're out here, we're, we're open and listening to all, all potential applications. Um, those that want to reach out on through Instagram, 
Our handle is at TrySimplyEggless. Shoot us a DM. Be sure to get in touch. And, and we definitely, we're definitely open and, and willing to talk business and applications. Um, very happy about that right now. Yeah, and I just want to say this because we often look at this industry so black and white because milk was the first one to sort of cross over and what was quote-unquote plant-based protein, like alternative source of milks mm-hmm. are plant-based source. I, there's a lot of protein in milk. But anyway... <clears throat> The and so we get this idea that they can't be hybrid, okay? But in the case of eggs, in the case of getting diversified nutrition, in the case of this, you know, for me, like it's not a bad idea to put two regular eggs with two equal portions of a plant based egg and get both types of protein going into my body as an alternative. I'm, I'm, I'm lowering my egg consumption, I'm also supporting plant based things. So for the audience, I don't think it's so black and white that you have to want to save animals or you have to not want to eat animals. I don't. I think we we polarize it to make marketing and advertising points, and, and but I and to show difference so you understand what the difference is. But the reality is, is they can go together in this case. Both have very similar properties. Um, from what I understand from Jesse over at Utopia Babies, you can't even tell the difference, which means if they're mixed, you're not really gonna tell the difference either. Your omelets, your everything, they're gonna have the same properties. So I just wanna just mm-hmm. present that, that it's okay to start to implement into your diet as an alternative protein to offset what's going on with eggs. Maybe you don't wanna get rid of eggs in your diet, but it's okay to start moving our way that direction to help ease the pressure on the egg industry because i will say this okay as an american as a patriot and you guys are american dream you know christopher is for sure and you you're working your way out of a situation to be better than you ever could have imagined in your family right bruce this is an opportunity of a lifetime so that's the american dream it just looks a little different and so the thing about it is is it doesn't have to to, we don't have to fight it by taking extremes. We can, if a lot of people just adjusted what I just said and started to make, to ease the pressure off the animals right now so we could get a hold of the avian few, so we could start recovering and knowing that we should continue to buy eggs if we want to support the industry, sure, you know, but if we're going to go back to buying eggs, we need to, we need to do it in a way that's cruelty free. We need to be conscious of how the chickens are raised because that's part of making the decision we're talking about here. If we're trying to ease the pressure off the chickens and the avian flu, we need to have chickens out there that are able to fight it naturally, which means we're letting them start to build. That doesn't mean I'm going to let them die. It just means that we need to start thinking about what it is that's out there in the environment and other animals that are around and how to maybe look at it more holistically. That's all I'm saying. Like, It's a start. We just need to ease the pressure right now a little bit. And we need to give America time to rebuild chicken, whether it's eggs or whatever, and get back its industry. Because one of the issues is we're so far independent on eggs right now. We're literally even sneaking them into this country and people are hiding them in trucks. Or it's become an industry where there's a whole black market for eggs that are in like coming here or farmers like not reporting their eggs and trying to sell it directly to the restaurants because people want to make more money oh these weren't inspected but bring them on in and of course because that's what happens when this happens 
So it's just like, how do we ease this pressure as consumers? Okay. How do we also then diversify by diversifying our protein? Because on one hand, I'm like, oh, eat less eggs. But I'm also saying there's this alternative protein that I'm pretty sure you're not eating anyway in the form of a bean. You know, so why not eat it in this way? So there's that. This is a great, great point, Justin. I just want to reiterate. 58 million birds, chickens, have been affected with the avian bird flu as of January 6th. 58 million birds, and yet we're still relying on, on them to pump out as many eggs as possible to feed, you know, eight dollars a dozen. And I, I do want to highlight what you had mentioned, Justin. As a plant-based egg company, I, I, me personally, I'm not out here demonizing anybody who currently eats eggs. I, I am not a hater if you eat animal products. I am a true believer that right now our product is, is very successful in plant-based and vegan um, niches, but I believe the majority of the mass of people, the flexitarians, the current animal eaters, I mean meat eaters, the current egg eaters, like Justin mentioned, just give us a try, an alternative. Mix us into your, your, um, your diet instead of using eggs for your cookies simply egg with mix it in and see how the results come out you'd be pleasantly surprised and that's kind of where we see all that white space we're really getting in with the, the plant-based and vegan um, consumers now but we know the rest of the world has yet to even try our product and convert over that's where we see tremendous success coming to, coming ahead of yeah, that's us. really where the impact is um, and I, I would say that we saw a glimpse of that like when we did the bagel fest um, because majority everybody there were like meat eaters, you know, and just to get people to try, you know, some people were like, no, I, I eat real eggs and just like eat the walk. And a lot of people stopped by and they, they tried the product and they enjoyed it. And that was great to see, you know, because like to go back to what you're saying, Justin, we're way too dependent on the chickens and the, the egg industry. Um, we pushed, we've gone too far you know, uh, as a society. When we got rid of too many things, like we got rid of sheep and we don't eat rabbit and we're particular now, particularly in the United States. So because we are particular, but yet abundant, like we don't have other protein sources really. And plants have become out of a necessity. What can grow us? Because in the meantime, we didn't build backups by consuming them. Really? I mean, that's the truth. We didn't build a diverse food system especially in the United States with our food pyramid um, to be able to be right now. And no matter whether we like it or not, this is what we've created. And one of the ways we're, we're going to have to like regenerate, like we, like we can't sustain this, but we're going to have to get ourselves out of this, both with plants and animals. And maybe it's ultimately we figure out how to balance it better where there's not so much cruelty. I agree. Or we're maybe not killing the animals for food at all whatsoever, you know, that, that I'm just not there yet. I haven't figured out how we scientifically get there yet um, and and still exist as humans in our brain function. But, like, I mm. agree that 100% that we're getting there, okay? And I 100% think in order to explore the universe and outgrow our planet that we're not going to be able to take animals with us. We may be able to grow them somewhere else, okay? But... 
the likelihood that we're going to put them by masses on tractor trailer spaceships and ship them with us like cattle <laughs> to the next place to be slaughtered <laughs> is slim to none when we can carry seeds. Right. So, I mean, part of this exactly. to me is the Noah's Ark evolution where we're going to eventually arc our way into other planets, okay? And there's going to mm-hmm. be maybe two animals that go with us, a male and female, and all the rest is going to be seeds. Well, guess what? We can't eat those two animals for probably 100 years. Right. They've got a hump. They've got to produce more animals. Then they got a hump. And then we got to make sure there's not genetic crap going on that ends up mutating the animals. And because we're, we only started off with two, so on and so forth, you know. So, and then you end up, you're going to end up with a totally different genetic breed than the other planet who did the same thing because eventually genetic coding takes over and there's evolution. And so, even with the plants. And so, we're going to be able to take a diversity of seeds compared to how many animals we're going to be able to diversely take. So while, you know, it's great we could take turkey, chicken, cow, whatever, pork, and we'd be done with it, we're going to want to take more than just that. We're going to want more food sources, and and we're probably not going to end up somewhere that has something we can consume. And if it does, it'll be interesting to see how that then impacts our diet. So more or less what I'm saying is that there needs to be these sources and we need to understand this scientifically how to create them because in order to explore the world in order to outgrow our planet like plants are going to be the first thing to mainly go and even if the animals go and even if we can just like I read just like created a new you know lamb through whatever through I don't know. We're still going to have to grow them. We're still going to have to create massive amounts of them in order to have a food source. I just see that plants are a better solution if we're going to try to keep things natural somewhat. Um, And that's my point. Like, if we're going to naturally grow the animals, we're going to naturally grow our food sources and turn them into more, this is the way that I see that we do it. Um, Right. So. Totally. I want to share something with you guys. Literally, I can't make it up. As as we're talking, I get an email. Uh, from you know anonymous source, but I'll uh, I'll read it out to you. Uh, uh, hello, we are looking for a, a substitute for whole powdered eggs. We produce fruit cake and would like to try your product in our baking process. We use about ninety six thousand pounds of powdered eggs annually. But just again, guys, uh, this is happening right now, and that's just one product, one company making fruit cake. Right, ninety six thousand pounds. And they're looking for an alternative that that more than likely could be us, and that's just tip, tip of the iceberg of, of this product application out there. And and for those that are listening, just really take a look at your, the back of your your ingredients on everything you eat. I'm sure you'll find eggs in much more product than you think. And you even <laughs> and, realize. Yep. So. Just wanted to bring that real life example. Yeah, and I mean it's because we consume so many, so much chicken. It's the whole reason we created a wing market. It's the whole reason we really started consuming eggs, not like we didn't. But the chicken became such a mass priority, you know, market, the number one protein, and right, they're easy enough to grow, fast enough to grow, and like one of the problems is now when they get the avian flu, their breasts are so big they fall over, and so it's like, like if they're not like we've just change the way the chickens are like they're just meant we bred chickens to be food we like her like okay how can you produce more eggs per day how can you have bigger breasts and how can i capitalize on the chicken more which is okay 
It's just in the process, we've made them more susceptible to things, or we didn't capture that. It's great if we're increasing their monetary value, but are we actually increasing their monetary value if that particular, now we've bred them, but also now they can't fight the their own version of the flu very well, or whatever you want to call it, you know? So those right. are the type of things that happen. And when we, when we, we give it ease and there's alternative sources, there's less pressure to keep exploiting the fucking chicken and making millions of dollars off of it by making it bigger, its breast bigger, its wings bigger, whatever we're doing, featherless, whatever we're trying. Like, that's a lot of exploitation on the chicken when we just need to have chickens that naturally do whatever and an alternative source to still get the things that we want that the chicken provides, you know? So, right. You know, so. And there's a trickle effect also with, you know, if we're pumping up chickens with steroids and different things like yeah. that, it, yeah. it, it's going to affect us as humans also, you know, that, that comes and affects us later on uh, with our health because it's okay. like we're trying to mass produce, but then it's like to what cost, at what cost, you know. Yeah. And it's like we've, uh, we're immersed in like uh, somewhat of a death culture, you know, it's like a, a, a big cycle. And just from being so dependent, you know, on all right, we need to breed these animals to kill them, and then we're eating, <laughs> we're eating what we're killing, and then it's, you know it's right back, and it's nonstop. We have to find that healthy balance because you know, and it's crazy. The plant-based world is so abundant. You know, it, you really can't get through a week with animal products unless you're eating. You know, and, and here in America, at least, with the main things: chicken, turkey. uh, Beef, fish, pork—that's five. Just being five, you can't get through a whole work, a whole seven days out of the week without having to repeat one of those, you know, in some sort. Well, especially for meal to meal, for sure. World, yeah. I'm say it again. I'm sorry. I said especially from meal to meal, you have <clears throat> 21 meals roughly in a week. So I mean, you're right. not—that's five out of the 21 meals. You know, it's, it's really a, even if you went to shrimp and fish, like okay, right. six. Like, so, <laughs> but on the on the flip side, if you look at the plant world, it's so abundant, you know, and it might have not have the protein count as you know these animal products, but we have to find that balance if we're going to move forward as a civilization, because these these outbreaks and issues like this are going to just keep occurring. You know, we're just talking about eggs and chicken you know you, you spoke a little bit with the milk industry but there's a whole issue there with cows and what's going on there you know as well so we have to we have to have these conversations and be very uh intentional with uh, our moves um as an entire society you know and just be smart about it we have to really be smart about it and put our egos aside and put our traditions and cultures aside and say okay how can we get close to what we're used to, but it's having a positive impact on our health, on our pockets, and of course, the, you know, the world as it is, the environment. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I think it's part of it. It's like we've really got to make conscious decisions as consumers. We eat more than we do anything else, and the food that we consume really has the most impact and influence because most of us don't use our voices unless it's negative on social media. And so... Mm-hmm. And so 
If you're going to use it and you're going to use your time, you're going to make an impact. It is through the way you buy things. I do agree with that. And it is consciously reading those labels. And one thing in the United States is we're moving the label to the front of the box or the front of the consumer packaging over the next few years, which is weird because now all of the stuff's going to be on the front, which makes a lot of information in the front of the box. But I don't know where we're going to right. do the back of the box now. But either way, it's like um, that's the way it's going because – and we really believe that it's time to start putting that information first and foremost where we're educating ourselves on the products we're, we're consuming. So even though we've had the education, people still don't read the back of the box, as your, was your point earlier. Right. So that's like the thing that's going on here. Is, and we're going to see more of that. And we're going to see more consciousness in the consumer. And we're going to see more consciousness in the people that consume consume food. And back to your point on the animals one of the things that in the united states is the issues we don't consume the whole animal like we even mm-hmm. on a massive scale like even with turning a lot of it into dog food or cat food or whatever it's just there there is abundance of it and and the other thing is is that we have to look at as a world like if we want to still have cats and dogs in our life like there isn't really an alternative source of, of thing for them because plant like cats will go blind eventually without meat they're carnivores like it's not like they can suddenly Mm -hmm. eat plants like their genetic code is not meant that way we can try to put vitamins in there but ultimately they're meat eaters we're humans like we're both so we can play that game and so it's just like one of those things we're gonna have to figure that out because what are they gonna eat you know so like what and we can't slaughter an animal what are they gonna eat and i think that as long as we're focused on the holistically as humans, like we have to feed the animals too that are meat eaters. And as science is going right now, we're seeing that the negative effects of plant-based protein diets holistically that they still need meat intertwined in there. So I think that one of right. the things you guys are working on, and I think that maybe you two will figure out, is like how to extend this beyond it, diversify the plants, but also make sure that we're covering all the nutritional properties that by some weird reason animals eat and they create the minerals and vitamins inside themselves and we get it through eating their meat and how do we circumvent that same for the animals how do we get around it in a way that's healthy you know or that's right. extracting the right things for us to need out of that point and, and i don't know but you know i'm just planting seeds and i think that i'm curious because i'm just so the problem is our population is growing too fast like, I don't know how else to put it. Like, we are growing so fast, and it's not like I think we should, ero- like, all of a sudden, like, kill half our population. I don't want anyone to get me wrong. It's that I have no idea how we're about to keep up because our food chain through COVID is about half of its capacity before COVID right now. Right. And, but our population Crazy. is, like, almost doubling every so many, like, seven years, I think they said. And that's like freaking crazy fast. And maybe it's even less than that. But the animals that we're, we're doing are not compounding that fast. We're not keeping them alive long enough because we're consuming them. And we're not compounding them in that rate. And then we have avian flu. So you're talking like half of them easily being eradicated. And, right. you know, these are real things in entrepreneurs. And I bring it up on this episode because, one, you guys are providing a solution. Two, because... I want to use what's going on here as a way to think it's not so black and white that everyone thinks it is. It's a very, very, very complicated 
thing we have going on. And humans, we need a diversity of food. And the, the animals in our world, our dogs, our cats, even as pets, need diversity in their food, you know, and access mm-hmm. to nutrition and stuff that they're getting. Um, so it's just how do we do it? Yep. And I think, you know, one person can't be solve all, but I think as a group of people, um, like you guys and, and what, you know, what other entrepreneurs are doing or people on the podcast is they are providing solutions and, and Jesse alone, what a great connection. The guy is, you know, doing great things in the bagel world and he's, you know, shipping all over the country. And I think now he's even shipping all over the world possibly. And, you know, Mm -hmm. and you guys are connected with him with the eggs and your products starting to go internationally. So, you know, there's just connections and impact that are that are going to be made with you guys. And I love that you have such responsibility over it. Like you consciously know the impact that you're making and what's going on with the chickens and that people do need an alternative source. And if people are allergic to eggs, they need a 100%, you know, effective solution. And, and there's right. people who are dedicated to not cruelty to animals. And that's the lifestyle they choose. They need a whole solution also, you know, mm-hmm. because we're not at a cruelty free point and that i agree with like there's not like woohoo like there's enough free range good raised chickens in the world for me to be like yeah this is a good practice you know so we're just not there either you know so you know i like it i think that go ahead no there's been you know just truth be told uh some of the more touching testimonials that i saw uh, through instagram and, and direct feedback you know, there's people out there that just become allergic midway through their life and they love regular eggs. I've gotten some feedback uh, verbatim. I haven't had scrambled eggs in over 12 years. Your product is the closest to to what I was missing for those 12 years. Thank you so much. Or something to that nature. Those 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 conversations, those statements, like really touch me. And again, it feels good. It reminds mm. me, yeah, it reminds me of what I'm doing out there and then what we're trying to provide a, a, pro- a solution for the problems out there. And uh, with it, you know, and I do want to go back to what you mentioned, Justin, about trying to match the vitamins and minerals of, of the actual uh, of the actual uh, real eggs right now. You know, keep in mind, uh, little small company, uh, we're approximately at version like the, I would say maybe 3.0 in our formulation, but we're already thinking of like four or five steps ahead about you know when the time is right to unleash different versions that might have. Uh, more of a match with uh, current eggs. That all is going to take time and, you know, obviously funding and more research, but we're thinking ahead. We're thinking ahead mm-hmm. already. We're, we're already thinking about how to apply to, to really match the 100% full functionality and, and, and nutritional value of our eggs. But, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, as, as, again, giving credit to the recipe creator here on our team, always thinking ahead. What's, 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 what's going to be next? Uh, so that way they're ready and able to capture the market and really just provide that, that solution to what's, uh, to what's irking the world right now. Yeah. And I agree with you and I'm, I'm going to leave everyone with this and, and I'm going to let you guys close it out also, but this is going to be my closing. Um, what I think the solution actually is, um, for humans across the globe. Well, one is, is food is a global problem and it is a freedom problem. Like there needs to be freedom and access to food and our ability to work over international boundaries without governments restricting food. Because 
it restricts our ability to get access to lots of natural vitamins and medicines and things that exist in plants and animals around the world that we're not getting because we have stupid Mm. trade laws or we're worried about food or unfair trade. Like we need to open our mind. Okay, fine. Let's not get that complicated. Let's make it a little bit simpler. We need to figure out how to work together as, as animal farmers, plant farmers, whatever it is in a more holistic way because both complement each other and and both can be used to benefit each other but because we're polarizing everyone so much we're not looking at how the farms that we have could actually serve both functions like you have plenty of cow farms and meat farms that could actually rotationally grow the beans that we're talking about to also be plant-based proteins and if they rotate other animals on it then they're getting more animals on there if they rotate crops on there they're getting more crops Okay, and we can argue the animal thing all the time. But one of the things that I do agree with moving off of animal protein at this current time is that it does, there is a lot of scientific evidence that cleaning up your diet, getting rid of sugar, lowering your animal proteins, if not entirely, will fight cancer. Like, I don't know, like, it for some reason stops feeding it and it allows the body to go back into balance. It's almost like it needs a hard reset. And right. and I will say that it is my belief that there's something in that for sure, particularly the elimination of sugar, particularly then with eliminating the animal part of it because whatever it is, something's out of balance and it's not acting properly. So the only way to truly do a reset is to cleanse your body. Well, the cleanest things that are out there that haven't been manipulated, shot, and we don't have compounding legacy problems per se, even though there's GMO products out there, is a lot of the plant-based products that we have out there. There's, if you look at them and you want to read the label and you want to see how this stuff's pressed or processed, but it's you can get a lot of that out of there and hit the reset on your body and actually start to work your way through it. And there's a lot of athletes that do this all the time. They believe that this helps reset their body and and if there's a lot of inflammation and things going wrong with their body, they back off of meat temporarily. So it's not okay. something I've done, but it is something that I understand that's been impactful. And I do see it with the cancer thing. And we've talked about that on this podcast on episode one. But I do agree that there's very quick ways to remove toxins from your body. There's very quick ways to you know, stop the compounding effect of things. And there's very strong ways that we can replace things that are harmful for our bodies with just plants. We just have to be aware of what we're eliminating and what we need to gain back in, in terms of vitamins and minerals and nutrition. And I think that we're very able to do that as humans. It's just going to take work. So not definitely without a doubt. And you know, that's one of the reasons that led me here, uh, to identify, uh, simply a list with Chris when he put the first post up was, you know, to go back to the first podcast, um, I spoke on, you know, I've been with medical issues and they found a, a precursor for a uh, multiple myeloma, which is a, a bone marrow cancer. And that took me on a, a journey of studying food and how it correlates with our bodies and stuff like that. And unfortunately here in America with our diet, the majority of it is acidic and that's acidic foods. That's where cancer, you know, it, it, it loves, acidity um cancer can't survive in an alkaline environment you know and the majority of our plants and fruits and vegetables are alkaline and 
if they aren't even like let's say an orange which is citrus citric acid once it goes into the system it converts into uh it goes into a state of alkalinity so with alkalinity cancer can't survive we've been fed and programmed to eat acidic foods acidic foods acidic foods dead animals things like that which you know stay in the colon for long times uh and just create cancerous cells in our body so for you know, it can be medical reasons. We're looking at alternatives, or it could be environmental, ethical reasons. There's so many different reasons. To, but I, I say I think we can all agree, as a, a humankind, we have to look at these alternatives and go back to nature. And like you said, like the athletes, they kind of wean off of their strict diet and hit a reset. And I feel like we need to do that on a grand scale for us to, you know, move forward uh, and, and and see a brighter future because the the path that we're on is it's only going to create more cancer, more death, uh, more bird flu outbreaks, things of this nature. So I think it's very incumbent upon us to tap into the plant-based world and uh, find that balance, you know, just find that balance. I'm not telling you do, you know, if you want to eat animal products, eat animal products, but find a balance. It, it's going to help the individual and it's going to help the collective, you know, so. I will Absolutely. say, Justin, thank you. You know, thank you. You're for, very uh, welcome. Giving this mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, thank you, Bruce. I just want to conclude. Uh, thank you, Justin, for having us here, uh, allowing us this platform to explain more about Simply Everest and our products. Uh, really, thank. Want to thank the, the listener uh, for taking mm-hmm. the time out to to understand the story behind a plant-based egg product and uh, how it started in New York. Uh, again, we're local here in Queens, New York. We're 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 out there right now in retail. We're expanding in retail. We're trying to look into food service. Anybody willing to have a conversation, feel free to reach out. You can find a contact us page at uh, trysimplyeggless.com or simply reach out through DM on uh, Instagram at trysimplyeggless. Somebody will get back to you. And, um, again, it's, it's been a pleasure. Um, yeah. And we, we're open to having any conversation. We never turn down a conversation with anybody. So, uh, feel free to reach out and look out for Simply Eggless out there. Yeah, and I appreciate you guys coming on the podcast and all the listeners. If you guys are listening in and you guys like what they're doing and you're supporting plant-based protein and some of the things we're talking about on here, like really um, like the the podcast, share it, share the story, give it a good review, put comments on there, positive ones, because that helps these podcasts and spreads what's going on here. And one of the things I sort of just for the audience knows is why I let every them talk and tell their story and then I sort of hit some controversial points is because what I'm trying to do is point out that our goals ultimately are the same for both parties, mm-hmm. for the planet, for the generations that come after. And somewhere along the way, we all have to figure out how we're going to do it together and we all have to change our mindsets. And it doesn't mean we're all going to agree. That's not my point, guys. My point is what we Mm -hmm. can agree on is where we're going. And if we all make tweaks to make sure we get there where we're going, it doesn't necessarily have to look the way that Justin wants it. What it. What Justin wants is the future to be a good place. What Justin wants is the future to be a positive place long after he's gone where there's entrepreneurs and free markets and food and healthy food and the animals are treated right. And we, we have rotations and we're exploring the universe and building new civilizations, but doing it healthily. And that's mentally, physically, and spiritually, just to define my definition of healthy. Mm-hmm. And the 
the thing about this is we all have to just ask ourselves questions. Like, what is it that we really want? Why is it that we're really making the choices that we're making? Does it stick with my core values? And if I do have core values, what are they and helps me get them in the future or reinforces them into my legacy, my family? Right. You know, because for entrepreneurs, which the majority of this list that listens here, because we're sort of a niche in that regard, like, I'm not going to go mainstream. Like, the, the, like, we just aren't a crime TV. We aren't a crime podcast that rules the roost. And so... But we are a successful business podcast and we are a successful entrepreneur podcast. And the audience, what we're trying to get at is how do we use the tools as entrepreneurs to better the world? And the audience that's non-entrepreneur or wanting to be entrepreneur, you guys have an advantage where you haven't done anything yet. Like if I try to rotate into something else right now, I don't have the capacity to do it. I'm building new businesses. I have the podcast. I'm sort of stuck in food right now even though like i have other things going on i keep ending up back in food just like when i was a kid i swore to god i would never be in food and what's the first thing i did oh (laughs) let's go right into food actually technically i started a company called millennium bridge which sold like phones and cell phones and stuff over the internet that was the first company i technically started on my own um before but uh i mean i had companies as kids like mowing lawns and fruit stands and stuff like that but it all went the fruit stands and stuff i believe went through the farm and like mowing lawns was like me hustling money on the side and then pairing my paying my parents for it what they did with the cash i have no idea hindsight now but i uh, wonder what happened there and um i made my money and then paid them the money they wrote for the tractors but either way it's like let's go back like we have kids now we're having young youth now what is the impact like we don't want to overshoot the mark so bad that we make a mistake because we're like, we need to go all one direction. But on the other hand, we need to be very aware of, of what happens when we make decisions and what happens to the things we leave behind or the animals that we no longer eat or things like that. Right. And we need to really have look at this problem holistically because while entrepreneurs are providing solutions to the individual problems, you know, governments, larger big big picture entrepreneurs or bigger thinker entrepreneurs we also need to figure out what happens when we do provide those solutions and what blue ocean does that create because no matter what we do Mm -hmm. there's always a correction to a correction and that's why entrepreneurs exist and we will always exist um and why it's going to be very hard for anyone ever to run communism or socialism over the planet because there's too many entrepreneurs in it already and it's spreading across every every country especially in food. Mm -hmm. So I feel that I'm going on longer than I wanted on this. And I said I was going to be done, but I feel that as a group, like the more we align with this holistic mindset as food entrepreneurs across the globe on how much responsibility we have to the future legacies, our kids, the kids of other people building their dreams, having a dream big enough to fit everyone's in it, but also know we've got to take care of the animals and the planet the plants and this planet that we live on the water the air whatever because food entrepreneurs we have a direct influence more than anyone else while the consumers vote with their wallet we also vote with the way we design our restaurants and we design our products and we market our products like we have big impact and influence beyond just making money right as christopher totally. made said earlier so Yep. With that being said, thank you guys for listening in. Thank you guys for coming on the show. Definitely going to do a part three here. 
um, and I'll get you guys involved in that because I still have a bunch of questions I wrote down um, outside of this, just back to the entrepreneurial journey now that we've done this journey. So I'll reach out to you guys. We'll get another one set up for the audience. I know they're going to want to hear how all these things you talked about uh, play out over the next month, which is your mm. new opportunities and commercialization and all that. And uh, lastly, and everyone, you can hear us on Spotify or wherever else you grow through yourself through podcasts again and uh, Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneurs. And we're out.